Day, folks, and we're really excited to be on the mic. Hey, if you're absolutely in charge of your future, then you don't need this. But if you absolutely don't have vision and you don't know the opponents of the field and you don't know the coming attacks upon this nation, then you need to stay tuned and you need to absolutely size up your opponent. You know, one of the things that we did when I was in, in wrestling many years ago is our coaches had a head's eye view. They knew what the other coaches were training their people. They knew what the other coaches were uh, uh, highlighting with their key players. They knew the techniques that the key players used. And uh, a lot of that was why they trained us the techniques that they gave us so that we knew how to counter if we needed to counter an attack. And we also learned how to stop an attack prematurely by having a stealth move. So, one of the things I learned uh, from wrestling is that it was preparation for my future. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, so get that out of your head right now. You're not wrestling with Biden, you're not wrestling with Democrats. If you think that's where it's at, then that's why you're scorning everything you see. You do not know what you see, because you do not have the revelation that God has been willing to give to his prophets. That's the only reason I'm here today is because I have vision. I know what's happening in the next three years. I know what's happening in the next 20 years of this nation because God has given me the insight because in the time of suffering, when most people were going through uh, trauma in the streets, uh, pre-voter fraud uh, speculations and uh, the, the rise of an opponent, <coughs> I absolutely was in a different position. I was in the throne room of God, at the knees, at the feet of Jesus, on my knees, kissing his feet, learning from my coach. Okay? you got to kiss the feet of your coach if you want to learn his techniques. And that's what we learned from our coaches. We learned that our coaches were in authority because they had vision. They had vision we did not. They had many years of learning upon us. And uh, I've been spending 20 years developing my prophetic eye, my prophetic ear, my prophetic ability to hear and see revelation in dreams and visions, okay? I've absolutely predicted Trump way before Trump was even in office. I absolutely predicted a downturn in the economy way before uh, COVID-19 even hit, okay? Because God gave me the download because I was seeking him about the future, okay? Not just in the pages of my Bible, I was seeking His presence, okay? I was not just meditating on Scripture and then coming up with my own conclusions of what I thought it meant or listening to scholars. I was far from that. I spent 20 years away from seminary, 20 years away from YouTube, 
20 years away from other teachers, I spent time with Jesus. Okay? So, he has given me an understanding on what you need to be focused on when you're wrestling against the, the principalities, powers, might, and dominions. Okay? So, one of the things I recognize is that when you go to take on an opponent, okay, like the devil, or his, or his principalities, okay, you got to realize the devil is hiding behind principalities. He's the evil ruler of this age. And he hides behind his principalities. And the principalities hide behind their might. And the principalities and might uh, have a certain realm of dominion. What we didn't realize in this last electoral season is we tried to take out the head. We tried to uh, say that Biden was a slow thinker. We tried to say that he, was, uh, he wasn't really that shrewd. But the reality is he's a viper. He's a viper. He's more swift and more fast than you think. He has more strategy and more shrewdness than you think. Okay? And it's interesting that he bruised the heel of Trump. Okay? So the reality is we went after the head. But when you go for a viper, you don't go after the head, you go after the tail. You go after the tail because if you grab a snake by the head, he's a lot more likely to strike you than if you grab him by the tail and where he can't reach up and bite you. Okay? And then you inch your way down to the head and you constrain the head. That's the technique that we learned in wrestling. Okay? When somebody comes to you, you're, you're, you're matching off on the mat, right? The mat is your territory and the mat is the opponent's territory, okay? And you have two lines on the mat. You line your toe up to the mat and then the first thing you need to do is to decide if you're going to, depending on your opponent, you need to discern whether he's going to attack first. Is he, is he known for a, a quick takedown, right? Is he known for a quick takedown or is he known to, uh, is he known for countermeasures? What, what is his stance? Okay, and you gotta, look, you gotta look at the stance of the other person. What is he eyeing at you? What, what is his eyes telling you? Because my, my father told me that you never want to uh, telegraph your decisions. You never want to make a picture to the opponent of what you're going to do. So the reality is you gotta, you gotta eye your opponent. Is he looking at your feet, right? When you start off taking out devil territory, you got to realize we went for the head. A lot of people went for the head. Okay, they tried to demoralize Biden. Okay, they tried to tried to say he was a sleepy Joe. Well, he was a sleeping giant. Okay, but the reality is you don't go for a giant at at, at first. You don't go for a giant at his head unless you have a strategy that is swifter than most, like, like David. If you have a technique to take out the head, then that's the demoralization of the whole camp, okay? But sometimes you have to start off with different opponents at different levels, okay? So sometimes the reality is you absolutely have to start with different levels of technique. One of the things I learned about my opponent is if you want to absolutely gain control of the head, you got to take out the legs. And if you take out the legs, then you're taking out the dominion he has. And then you inch your way up to the head like a rattlesnake. And if you inch your way up to the head like a rattlesnake, then the reality is 
you seize the head at the very last. Once you seize the head, you immobilize the whole body. Okay? But the reality is, one of the techniques is if you go towards the head too quickly, then the countermeasure is you use the velocity of the attack against your head and you reverse the situation. You roll through the situation and then you roll through because if you take too much force towards the head, then the opponent rolls through with the situation and he rolls you over onto your back. Okay? It's called a reversal. Now if you go, if you go to the head too quickly, if, if his head is low and he's, and he's getting ready to take out your feet, then yeah, you go straight for the head, right? Because if he's going low, you want to go high. If he's going low, if he's going to take out your feet, if he's eyeing your feet and he's crouched really low, then guess what? If he's crouched too low, his head is right there in your hands. And that's how I absolutely took a man into a, a headlock and flipped him on his back in less than 40 seconds. That was another quick uh, win for me in, in high school or in junior high. And uh, I absolutely torqued his neck, torqued his head, grabbed a hold of his head, seized his head, torqued his back, flipped him around over my shoulders, onto the back, had him on his back in less than 40 seconds. Now, if, if, you know, if, you're, if your opponent's going to head off head to head, then there's a different technique. You, wanna, you absolutely want to engage with the arms. So what the arms are is the might of the body. The arms are the might of the body. So you want to take out the might of the body. You want to entangle his arms so that you can grapple with his arms. And if you can grapple with his arms, you might be able to flip his arms up, which means that you just throw the opponent's arms. You throw the might into the air. Sometimes that means giving the battle into the hands of the Lord. And then you go in very low and you take out the feet, which is his dominion. Okay? What we found out with this last election we tried to demoralize the head but he was a shrewd serpent what did he do he took out our dominion right he took out our mobilization he took out our feet he took out he took out the dominion of the camp he fraudulently took out the dominion of the camp because what did he do he tried to win the dominion of the camp when we were focused on the head we were focused on his head but he was too low he went for our feet, okay? That's why he bruised Trump's feet. Trump was sitting too high in his head, and it was really easy for Biden to take out his feet. And what does feet represent? It represents our government. It represents where we travel to and fro. It represents carrying the vote, okay? Carrying the vote. And it was a fraudulent move, no doubt, no doubt about it. But the reality is we need work. We, we need to get facility. We need to get back to our feet. Okay? We need to get back to our feet. We need dominion ground. Okay? And that's part of, part of that means you need to take out the dominion around you. You need to take out the powers and dominions around you. So well, part of taking out dominion is you've got to absolutely overturn what people are carrying. People are carrying a fraudulent vote. So that's a great way to pray. That's a great way to stop the movement of people, is take out the movement of people by revealing the fraud. The fraud is they absolutely tried to bruise our heel, okay? They tried to bruise our heel. They bit our heel, okay? And uh, 
Well, I happen to say this. <clears throat> when you take out the opponent's feet, they have nothing to carry. Okay? So a lot of our attack right now needs to be focused on taking out the dominion of those around us. And, and that means focusing on the territory of the enemy. And eventually, since you're dealing with a serpent and not... Well, it depends on how you want to look at him. If he's a serpent, at least, that's the smallest beast in the field. If he's a giant to you, you might decide, right now, like David, sling some prayers. Sling some prayers towards the head of your giant. It's good to pray for Biden. If he's going to be in a position of power, it's good to pray for him. Okay? I'm saying this because Jesus said one of the techniques that you take out enemy territory, if you wanted to take out the head of a giant, you need to pray for your enemies. Pray for his mind. Okay? You may think that he's not the shrewdest leader. He's more shrewd than you think. You may think that he is a sleeping giant. You may think he slumbers more than he works. Okay? Well, then pray for him. Pray, absolutely pray for his mind. Pray that he has the ability to sustain this nation while he's in office before the Dominion camps are overturned. Okay? Might is largely a, a midsection part of a movement. It's largely where a person thinks about his daily bread. Might has a lot to do with how the body is moving. Okay? If you can absolutely... Um, uh, bear hug somebody, that means you go in low around the abdomen, you reach around their back and you bear hug them till they're up straight, okay, and either if you bear hug them hard enough, they'll fall on their back because you absolutely, they lose their stability, and that's called a bear hug. That's for a bear hug, <laughs> if you think about hugging your enemy, that's a good way to stop the movement, right? Hug your enemies, right? Learn to hug other people, right? That, that usually takes them to their back, right? Sends them to a good night of sleep, right? If you think about it, right? Or if you go, if another way to do a bear hug move is you hug them, right? Befriend them, right? And then you take out the feet. Once they're standing up straight, then you go down low. Pick them up, right? Pick them up. Pick them up. So a lot of people need a little bit of a lift today. A lot of people need a little bit of a lift, and if you're going to help somebody, hug them first, then start steering their feet in the right direction. Maybe it, maybe it means that they need a little bit of financial stability. Have you ever given money to the poor, right? That makes a man stand straight up. Boy, he stood straight up the other day when I gave this man eight bucks, a little bite to eat, decided to join him with a sister in prayer for him, a prayer for his mind, okay? So, a bear hug can go strictly to a fireman's carry, right? That's another way, putting a little bit of leverage, carrying a little bit of leverage, lifting, putting your hands between their legs, taking an arm over the shoulder, putting them on your back, rolling them over under the back, right? What is that? If you do it right, it won't turn into a reversal. If you use enough torque, enough technique well that's that's doing a little bit of uh taking out the legs taking out the dominion taking out the midweight of somebody right you deciding well 
Put their, put their burdens on your back. Carry somebody's burdens a little while. And then take the arm that they want to grapple with you, right? The arm is just, it's just part of the principalities, right? People want to take out your arms. They want to take out your labor, right? We say we have a problem with the poor today. They don't want to work, right? So we decide we're not going to feed them, right? That's the wrong move. That creates more crime. You're saying that that person's body is less important than your house. No, you need to feed your enemy. The Bible says if you feed your enemy, you're doing a lot for the midsection of that person's body, and you're absolutely giving them a little bit of stability for the next day. Right? Well, this, this homeless man happened to absolutely be getting into some federal housing because he had spent 18 winters on the streets. Why didn't anybody care for this man? Why didn't anybody care for this man? You know, he told me he went into a pet store and sat among the puppies to see if he'd be donated to somebody's house. It was a dream he had, but it was a revelation of his orphan mentality. And he told me he was crying with some of the puppies. I bet those tears were real tears on the inside of him. He told me he, couldn't, he, he needed to cry, but he couldn't cry. Telling you what, can you feel that grief? Can you feel the weight of that heaviness? I carried that man on my back for a whole day. Carried him in prayer, lifted him up in prayer. I was coming back from the supermarket, right? Just buying a few household items that are necessities if they're not there. Cause a little bit of anger if they're not there. But I stopped up because he asked me if I could help him, okay? How many times are you willing to help the poor? How many times are you willing to help somebody of an orphan spirit? How many times are you willing to intercede for a couple hours? How many times are you willing to reverse the course of your day, walk back to that person's camp with a sack of food? How many times are you willing to do that? Well, by the grace of God, we're able, right? The coach says there's many techniques to taking out the dominion of people's uh, problems, right? His dominion, some of the dominion's problems that he was having was facing problems with the streets, spent 18 winters on the streets, so he needed to recover his legs, right? Part of the problem in his life is his midsection wasn't being fed enough, so I had to take care of the midsection. I had to give him a little bit of a hug, okay? And, uh, well, not only that, his arms, right, weren't working. So I had to carry him on my back a little bit, put his arm around my shoulder, carry his weight on my shoulder a little bit, pray for him. He's not praying enough for himself, I gotta pray for him. Okay? Not putting his hands together in labor or prayer. I've got to pray for him. Then, you know, the reality is, what's the problem with this man? He has a problem. He doesn't believe he's a son to God. So I brought him an heirloom, something my grandma gave me, a sterling sil silver necklace, braided servant, sterling silver necklace, a braided sterling silver necklace. I'd worn it around my neck and enjoyed it as part of the privilege of being a part of my family's house because when I was young, I was given a necklace around my neck to represent sonship with my father. It's right after he married. And uh, so I took the sterling silver necklace, put it around his neck, told him, I said, this is for your accomplishments as a soldier on the streets. And this is for your accomplishment to know that the father's not ashamed with you. He loves you, you are his son. I said, wear it around your neck as an inheritance. Okay? And then he told me the story about 
wanting to be adopted in a pet store. And you know what the pet store owner gave him? A bag of cat food. How much compassion is that? That's a bunch of arrogance is what that is. You're saying somebody's, somebody's not as worthy as your pets. A human being is, is equal with your pets. That's arrogance. That's, that's, an, that's an equality, in, inequality. If you're going to have a bite to eat in the morning, maybe you ought to buy somebody else that's homeless a bite to eat. Those are the ways that you take out the, the feet, you take out the midsection, you take out the, you take out the principalities that are affecting somebody, and then you take out the ruler behind it all. You take out the devil. If you can take out somebody's head, some of the lies they're believing about themselves, not believing they're a son, you can take out the ruler behind that person. Notice every word I spoke to that man was casting out the enemy, scattering the wicked by the look of my eyes, a look of love towards the man and hatred towards all the injustice driving by. I absolutely was glaring at some of the wickedness of people that just wanted to get this man off the streets, put him in prison, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's some techniques today on how to wrestle, not with flesh and blood, but learn how to take care of the principalities because people that are walking in flesh and blood that are wounded soldiers have all of these enemies working behind them. They have all of these whispers and lies working behind them. These demons and in, in, in these dominions that they have and the principalities over these demons and the wicked, wicked ruler of the devil behind them all of these things, like 18 winners on the, on the streets, all ended. I wrestled off in that situation. Okay? Sometimes you've got to carry the weight of a, cer a certain person's needs on your back. Well, that's the fireman's carry. That's a double leg takedown. That is a headlock. That is a bear hug. And we'll talk about more techniques to come because there's a lot of techniques in the kingdom when you're wrestling off with the devil and we'll talk about how to pin the devil on his back